0: Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 28 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. This week we are continuing to look at the broader subject of theology proper, which is the study of God in general, and we have just been making our way through the attributes of God over these past many weeks and months, I think, at this point. Uh, But today we're going to be focusing specifically on the attribute that God is loving. And this is likely probably one of the first attributes many people think of when they think of what characterizes God and for good reason, like scripture is clear that God is a loving God. Uh but I think when we again have things that are familiar to us, and especially hearing that God is loving, uh we can sometimes let that familiarity breed kind of apathy, okay? Uh and essentially, right, like so like kind of my caveat here right off the bat is to essentially say Don't let your familiarity with the concept that God is loving let you lose sight of the amazing truth that that is. Okay, so let me start that off right there, right? So don't just tune out of like, oh yeah, God is love and kind of move on. But rather, as we kind of dive deep into or somewhat deep into this uh, topic here that God is love, uh, that really you would reflect on that, consider that, um, and view it as the amazing reality that it truly is, okay? So don't let that familiarity breed apathy, okay? And so first off, let's kind of just, again, consider start here with kind of figuring out if defining what do we mean when we say that God is loving, okay? And so Grudem kind of describes God's love as uh, God giving of himself to others, and more specifically, giving of himself to others for their benefit. Okay, so you could say that. Like, like God's God being love and God's love is the giving of himself to others for their benefit. Okay, and then another kind of writer adds uh, that God's love also involves not only the giving of himself, but also it involves his affection. Okay, and that affection is within the Trinity as well as his affection for his people. Okay. So those are kind of all that we mean when we're talking about, uh, God being loving, or we refer to God's love, right? So it's that giving of himself to others for their benefit, as well as his affection, uh, within the Trinity, as well as his affection for his people. All right. And so let's take a look at, um, one passage in particular, when we think of, um, Okay, how do we know that God is a loving God? I mean, again, that's all throughout scripture. We'll see this on display uh, time and time again here uh, in this episode. But kind of the main one, right? You can think of 1 John 4, 8, kind of the end of uh, that verse simply states that God is love. See? Okay, so God is love. And so very clear that God is a loving God. Okay, this is what characterizes him. And we see that this love has existed from eternity past and has always been a part of the character of God. So it didn't like suddenly just begin at creation or anything like that, but rather has been from eternity past, always part of his character. And we see that evidenced in the love within the Trinity. And so John 17, 24, when Jesus is praying, he, he prays this in that verse, father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Okay, so catch that there. Jesus praying to the Father says, you have loved me before the foundation of the world. This is from eternity past. There has been this love between Father, Son, Holy Spirit of the Trinity. Have, there's been this love. Okay, so there's something... His love did not start at creation, but has always been part of his character. Okay. But we also do see, and scripture is clear, of God's love towards us as well. And scripture points out that the primary demonstration of that love, or the primary evidence that God loves us, was in what? The sending of his son the sending of Christ to die on our behalf, okay? That was the ultimate example of God's love for us, okay? And we see that clearly on display in many passages. So let's just look at a few that are probably familiar to all of you. Uh, but like John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So again, God loved the world that he gave his Son, okay? Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, Paul's clear there. How does God show his love for us? He showed it by Christ dying for us while we're still sinners. And then 1 John 4, verses 9 through 10, it says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Okay. So again, love of God was made manifest among us through this God sending his only son into the world. Okay. So again, all on display. And so just take a moment to really reflect on this truth. I think sometimes again, we just hear like, oh yeah, God's love and uh, okay, move on. Take a moment, actually reflect on that. That this great God that we have been studying for months now, when we talk about his otherness, his omnipotence, omnipresence, his immutability, like all these different things we're covering, this great sovereign God over all things, transcendent above all of us. He loves us. Right. He's not just this impersonal God that's like this transcendent being or whatever, but rather he is also um, not just transcendent, but he is also present in like his love for us. OK, and we see that that he loves us so much so that he sent his son to die for our sins, to bring us to eternal life with him. And again, this wasn't motivated uh, by us being so awesome or so great, remember Paul talks about like we were still sinners, we were still in rebellion, that Christ died for us. So it wasn't like God saw us and was like, oh man, I'd be lucky to have them, right? Like it's no, like we were rebellious, we were sinners, and yet God died, for, like God sent his son to die for us. And is was only motivated by his love. That is an immense, amazing love. And so reflect on that. Yeah. Like just let us never grow old of hearing about that. And let us always be moved to worship when we consider the love of God. Never let that become something that breeds apathy of just kind of, oh yeah, like I've heard that before, but rather we're always stirred to worship when we hear and reflect on the love of God. Okay. And so to kind of wrap up here, again, bring it back to some application here. And so, as I mentioned, like just a second ago, that one first application, we should be moved to worship when we consider the love of God. As we reflect on the love of God, we should worship in light of that. We should worship God in light of that. Praise him, thank him for the love he has given us, that amazing love. Second, uh, I think we should respond with love towards him, okay? Like, he has loved us and shown us that love. I think we ought to then reciprocate that love and love him as well. And that's what we're commanded, right? Deuteronomy 6, 5, greatest commandment. Uh, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Okay, we are to love him with all that we are. And again, that's rooted in his love for us, that he first loved us and we respond with love towards him as well. Okay. And then lastly, we should also respond with love towards others, that we should love others in the same way that God has loved us. And uh, I read 1 John 4, 9 through 10 uh, just a little bit ago. About God's love being man, made manifest among us by him sending his son. But then the following verse, verse eleven of first John four, so first John four eleven follows it up by saying, Beloved, if God so loved us, like you just mentioned, if so God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Okay, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so we should be loving others in the same way, like God has loved us. Right. And that's a high bar. Um, but that's what we strive for, right. Is to love others. We've been shown this great love. How can we not respond with love towards other people as well? Okay. And so again, reflect on your life, right? Like is your life characterized by love, love for God and love for people, and maybe there's areas you need to grow in in both of those. I mean, there's always room for improvement, right? But um, but hopefully you consider that. Yeah, like, does my life reflect that? Do do I love, does my life reflect that I love God? And does it also reflect that I then also love people, that I love those around me? Okay? So hopefully all that makes sense. I know that's really quick. Again, we're trying to cram it all into this 10 minutes, which we're already over 11 minutes, so didn't even make it in that, but still a lot to cover in that 10 minutes, but hopefully that uh, gets some basis here uh, for when we talk about God being a loving God, and so that's going to do it for today's episode, and we'll catch you all next time.